0: Hi everyone, it's me Faith Brunel. Welcome back to yet another episode of Faith Brunel's Insights. Without further ado, let's get stuck in. Okay, so let's talk about the importance of organisation and time management, that's why we're here, that's why we're listening uh, today, so let's get stuck into it. Uh, So basically I went back to London and in semester two uh, of my second year, I'm doing five modules this semester, people ask me why, Um, yeah basically, that's just how it's turned out to be. I trust God, uh, God's in control. I'm not going to worry about it because I know it will go well. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I am quite busy, but I thought, let me just record an episode uh, summarizing and talking to you all about the importance of organization and of time management. Now, these are two notions, two concepts, two phenomena that I am really uh, you know, interested in. And you know, I'm interested in exploring them to see you know, the real importance of them as well. Uh, so yeah, let's you know kick off the episode with a brief introduction as to who I am, uh, you know why we're here, how you can get involved, how you can stay tuned, and things like that. So hi everybody, I'm Faith brunel Pommel. Faith Brunel is my first name. Uh, yeah, uh, Pommel is my uh, surname hi everybody. I hope you're all doing well, I hope that your month has been very productive, that it's been very enjoyable as well, that you've all, you know, been staying safe and adhering to them the relevant guidelines, uh, I hope that, you know, for those who were studying, for those who had exams, that they went well, uh, I, I hope that everything else is going well for you, and for any of those who've experienced any loss recently due to COVID-19 or anything else, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm really sorry for your loss, um, and I hope that, you know, you will be comforted at this time, and having experienced loss myself recently. So yeah let's get stuck into now you know let's set the scene and talk about you know you know let's define these terms. So what is time management what is organization and why is it important and that's what we'll, we'll that's what we will be talking about now. So time management uh you know is defined as uh, and I used a website called mind tools here so let me just reference them appropriately. Um basically Time management is the process of organizing and planning how to divide your time between. Different activities. Now, mind tools clearly state you know, if you get it right, you end up working smarter, not harder, which is a distinction we will be making in this episode today to get more done in less time. Even when time is tight and your pressures are high, the highest achievers manage their time exceptionally well. So, let's kind of just rewind a bit. Let's kind of break this definition down step by step, word by word, um, and kind of think about what it actually means. So, we start off by talking about how Time management is a process of organizing something. Now, if anybody's already noticed, hence why we are doing, uh, hence why the episode is called The Importance of Organization and Time Management, because these are two concepts that coincide with each other, Bernal, what do you mean by coincide? I just mean that they basically interlink, they are joint together, they are synonymous with each other or associated with one another. So as you can see in the definition of time management, we see here that organization is, you know, it's synonymous or highly associated with the notion of time management. So that's basically that. Now, it's about division. It's about setting time aside for each task. Now, any form of student, anybody who has, a, you know, runs the business, anybody who goes to work, everybody would have had, uh, you know, time to, everybody would have had to experience basically setting time per task, right? I'm sure every single person, you know, every single person listening right now has had to deal with some form uh, of time management, right? Whether it be whether to eat uh, and watch Netflix for an hour, or study for an hour, whether it be, you know, when to go shopping or when to go for a job, whatever it might be, these are the kind of things that you have to uh, learn how to manage your time effectively, uh, you know, for. Now, if you think about the next part of the definition, it talks about get it right, and you're working smarter, not harder. Now, that again, is a very, very key distinction. It's a very prevalent, uh, you know, a very prevalent point here, because There is a key distinction. I'm not sure if anybody's seen it or heard about it before, but the dichotomy or division or a kind of question between working smarter and working harder. Now, I had a guest speaker on here, Victor, shout out to him, and he talked to me about deep and shallow work. You know, He talked about the difference between deep and shallow work. So that's a similar distinction as well, which we will delve more into in further episodes. But in this episode today, we're talking about working smarter, not harder. So we will be defining that now, talking about what it means but then you know um but then if we if we read a bit more about the definition it's getting more done in less time that's what it really is about even when time is you know is even when time is tight right and your pressures are high even if you have uh, you know assignment after assignment deadline you know submission deadline after submission deadline even if you have case after case you know uh it's about managing your time effectively so that you start to understand how to best use your time Now, it also, you know, it also ends with a caveat or the summary the highest achievers manage their time exceptionally well. And that's why they are the high achievers, because they've figured out how to get that equilibrium, how to get that balance, but also how to use that to their own advantage. So let's now talk about it. Let's now talk about, you know, working smarter and not working harder. So let's talk about it then, working or, you know, working smarter, uh, you know, the difference between hard work, so working harder and working smarter. So I want to just start off by defining hard in terms of hard work and what it means for smart work. So the notion of hard work refers to a great deal of effort or endurance. Now, the notion of smart work or working smart is basically talking about, You know it's talking about um you know having or showing a quick-witted intelligence okay so synonyms include being clever being bright being intelligent sharp-witted quick-witted and so on and so forth right so as you can see there are slight differences because hard working is a great deal of effort right smart is you're showing a quick-witted intelligence right so that's the key difference and according to mind tools you are meant to work smarter Right. Not harder, if that makes sense. Now, it can be quite confusing initially. But if we dial further into that, we see that we should be studying smarter. Right. So what we're saying here is that it's not necessarily about revising for four hours. OK, because that's really great. Right. That ticks a lot of boxes. But it's about being able to revise for four hours. But it's about the, the amount of things you get done in that four hours, because you could do four hours on one essay. OK, and get 60 out of 100, for example. Or you could split your time and do two hours for one essay, two hours for another essay and do better. Or not even do better, but get more stuff done. So that's what it's really, really talking about when it talks about hard work versus smart work. So that's a key distinction. Um, there's actually a book by Kevin Paul uh, called Study Smarter, Not Harder. Right. So he really he really champions the the art or the idea of studying smarter. And that's where it really comes from as well. You know, it's about studying smarter, not harder, working smarter, not harder. And it's talking about how, you know, he talks about here. Uh, this book was actually originally published in 1996, but it still really is relevant in today's society. It's still relevant now because he's, you know, he 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 kind of captions the book with all kind of describes the book by saying that here. And 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 this is directly from him, and I'm quoting him here. People are constantly challenged at work or school with learning new ideas and skills. Discover how you can increase your knowledge and improve your aptitude with his illuminating text. So what it's really talking about is how you can best stretch yourself to where you want to be because i'm sure we all want the best for ourselves we all want to do as much as we can physically do we all want to push ourselves as hard as we physically can because we all have goals and that is what i'd say when people ask me tips for time management i always say set goals you need a goal you need a vision you need an end destination so the mantra right A faith burnout the insights is it's not an event it's a journey right it's not gonna to happen tomorrow it might not happen next week, but if you keep working at it, you know, day by day, hour by hour, you know, minute by minute and second by second, step by step, you will get there eventually. And that's the crux of the argument. Now, if we revert back to studying smarter and not harder, it's talking about that you don't have to just like, you know, you don't have to push yourself until you feel physically tired for it to be good. Because don't forget, everybody works differently. And now I want to bring it in the term subjectivity. It's subjective. It differs according to who you are. Okay, I might study for four hours and be finished. You might have to study for six hours or you know, time aside, you might study using the Pomodoro method. I might say, you know what? I'm scrapping the Pomodoro method. I'm just going to stick with a conventional one hour, 10 minute break. One hour, 10 minute break. It's really up to you. And it, again, it's subjective. Why? Because it differs and it, and, it, and, it, uh, and it changes according to who you are. Because I can't revise the same way with my sister, maybe, because she has a different brain. She has a different thought process. She follows and subscribes to a different framework or a different guide than I do. And so I have to take that into consideration and give myself the time and, you know, be, be patient and be kind to myself to figure out what works best for me. So that's really the crux of it. Right. So that's really the crux of the argument, the key bit of the argument about studying smarter and not harder. Now, um, I was reading a really interesting and insightful article from the Learning Centre at UNC uh unc stands for the university of north carolina at chapel hill and they said you know that the, the article is captured you know, the article is called studying 101 uh study smarter not harder now what does it talk about here well uh, it talks about how reading is not studying now i'm sure you've all heard the contested and controversial argument about how just reading a book isn't enough to Get it into your mind again it's subjective but they talk about here how just reading a book isn't studying to study something you have to be engaging with that information you have to be making a study guide you have to be you know teaching yourself deriving examples creating a you know, mind maps or diagrams developing symbols you know you might have to be working through the problems working through the solution avidly trying to engage with the material in front of you and that's what, 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 you know, so that's what they mean when they say critical engagement of a text, for example, in English, meaning you know, I'm saying this because I used to, do, I used to, I did uh, English A level, so critically engaging with the text is not just reading it, it's about deriving, you know, uh, deriving examples, deriving your opinion from the core argument. And again, now this really just uh, confirms what I was talking about because in this, under this kind of guise, under under the guise of uh, reading is not studying, they then bring in the notion of organisation and planning. So that really explains now as to why we have the link between time management and organisation because they really are joint at the hip, as they say. And they also kind of, you know, go on to say that it's really important to understand the study cycle. Now, the study cycle was actually developed by Frank Christ, and it breaks down the different parts of study preview uh, sort of previewing attending class reviewing studying and checking your understanding of things so each step may seem obvious right so at first listen at first read at first glance it might seem really obvious to really understand and fully appreciate these steps but uh students and myself included sometimes we try to take shortcuts and we try to not give ourselves the time to revise and then we find ourselves kind of caught in a kind of limbo because we didn't give ourselves enough time on that topic or on that essay or on that uh, presentation, and now we, we find ourselves kind of lost, right? Um, and they give a really interesting example because it says here: for example, you might skip a reading for class before, because the professor or the seminar leader or the lecturer covered the same material in class. But this, by doing this, you're missing a key op- You know, you, you're missing a key opportunity to learn from. You know, learn in different ways different study modes, different study kind of ideas, different frameworks, and you lose that kind of experience. Uh, they also talk about how spacing out is good. Controversial, very, very controversial. So let's move on from that one, and we'll come back to that maybe. Um, yeah, uh, so that's what that's what they're talking about there. That's a few things they're talking about. But I want to also, I want to kind of hone in on to one specific point. Take control of your calendar, and use downtime to your advantage. Now, the first one, take uh, control of your calendar, is really important because I always tell people this is this really ties into organisation. So, in the next section, we're going to be talking about taking control of your calendar, using downtime to your advantage, and introducing the concept of organisation. <laughs> Okay, so as promised in the previous section, we're going to talk about the importance of organisation. Now, organisation is defined uh, as an organised group of people with a particular purpose, such as a business or government department. Now, I just like, I I dislike definitions where they just literally use the same word. Uh, But yeah, that's what it is really. But yeah, it's about being organised or in colloquial terms, being on top of things. Um, so yeah, let's go back to the UNC article, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, their learning center. Where they talk about take control of your calendar. Now, this could be a digital calendar or a physical calendar. The main thing is that you is that you take control. What does this pertain to? Well, it talks about controlling your schedule and your distractions will help you to accomplish your goals. If you're in in control of your calendar, you're able to complete a wider variety of tasks. You're able to complete your assignments or your essays or your your, your work on time. And and this is really from a student's point of view. Um, Now, they give six steps as to how to get control of your calendar. Step one is every day, you know, um, on the same day each week, It could be like a Saturday or a Sunday to plan out your schedule for the week. And then step two is go through your class and write down what you'd like to get done for each class that week. Number three, look at your calendar and determine how many hours you have to complete your work. That is so important because sometimes you find that time is slipping through your hands or slipping away um, and you have to really grab it while it's there. Uh, Step four is determine whether your list can be completed in the set amount of time you have available. You have to make decisions about the reading that you have to do based on what's covered in class. Now, not every, re- not every reading can be thoroughly read. It has to be much. It has to be a summary based on the time constraints. Five, pencil into your calendar when you plan to get the assignments done. For example, on Notion, I have a summary of the essays due last but definitely not least before going to number six before going to bed plan for the next day i do this all that i do this every day i make a task list the night before and so i wake up i have um, goals i know what i'm doing i know where i'm going and before i didn't used to do this before I had of notion so that will basically enhance productivity and, and, and kind of in this like uh in the next kind of episodes we'll be talking about productivity as well and then like as they say use downtime to advantage so They said beware of easy weeks. Now what they mean by this, beware of weeks when you have less stuff to do. So uh, being at university, there are some days where I have less to do. So on one day I just have like one class, right? But that doesn't mean that I shouldn't uh, do any work. It doesn't mean that I should just say, okay, less to do. So I should just go home and watch Netflix. Now if you want to do that, that's up to you. But for me, I wouldn't do that because I'm I'm wasting that valuable time. And I'm not judging you, I'm talking about my personal self, right? Um, and so you have to find your own kind of balance and your own kind of strategy to you know get to where you want to be. So what they're saying here is, you know, this is a calm before the storm. So lighter work weeks are great because you you, you know they allow you to get ahead um on work uh you know or to start like you know long projects and then now what they're suggesting is to use the extra hours to get ahead on assignments or start big projects or, or papers and that you should plan to work on every class every week even if you have nothing in so i do like a, a review or a summary as to my classes what i've covered so i have a, you know, basically a grasp or an understanding of what's happened so that was, uh, that's basically that So we've talked about study smarter, not harder, and we've really delved into it. You know what it is. We've given some examples of a few scholars, a few philosophers surrounding their real opinions about it. So we've kind of talked about as well why it's important because it gets you into a routine. A routine is so imperative because you know what you're doing, where you're going to be and how to best accomplish your goals. Now, what we're going to do just briefly, I'm going to just briefly talk about the importance of vision. Uh, how I stay organized, like I like, so like my, I, I would term this my experience of my improved organization. And we'll finish off with the four Ps. And then I'll talk to you a bit about some social media stuff and how to stay tuned. So at the moment, I'm currently reading a book called called The Principles on Power of Vision by Dr. Miles Monroe. It's the keys to to achieving personal and corporate destiny. That's the book I'm currently reading. Uh, It's very, very interesting. And so I just wanted to briefly talk about the importance of vision because I obviously had one of my guest speakers who really kind of placed a heavy emphasis on vision. My dad's also been a keen champion of me having a vision, setting a vision. As, as of my parents, I should say, they've both really shown me about having a vision. Uh, so what is vision and why is it important? Now, I'm not sure if any of you have heard of the concept of eagle vision. It basically means that an eagle has sharper vision and they're able to see further in like further ahead. So vision is is defined as the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. Wisdom is something that we all want to try and achieve in a sense. Uh, The synonyms or similar words include imagination, creativity, creative power, uh you know incentive incentiveness uh, or innovation or the faculty or state have been able to see that's kind of your eyesight so it's kind of being able to see into the future yeah yeah so let's talk about the importance of vision now i'm sure a lot of you know as well that vision is also like the you know the vision is also a fictional superhero appearing in marvel so that's uh, let's, let's move on so let's talk about the importance of vision then and why we should have one so having a vision, according to uh, you, UOP, people, but according to myself as well, it basically places the purpose upon your goal-setting activity. So that really encompasses everything that I champion: setting goals and having a purpose equals vision. So set goals, setting goals plus purpose equals vision. So without an end goal or destination in mind, you don't have a clear path. There's no de- there's no definition of your path right? Vision gives you this. So to achieve your vision or your goal, you can start by setting small, attainable and achievable goals uh, you know, as stepping stones. So it's a step up, it's a level up, right? It has to be attainable. You don't want it to be too hard to achieve because then you don't actually end up achieving it and you end up going backwards as opposed to forwards. So that's basically brief on vision, but I will be doing another episode dedicated solely to you know unpicking vision, talking about the importance of it. Um, and hopefully I'll feature a guest speaker on there as well. So how how, and I just want to read out a quote from this book i definitely buy this book this is actually my dad's book um but i'm literally reading it here so chapter one actually talks about vision god has placed within each person a vision that is destined to give purpose and meaning to life that was really really um, empowering to me uh and then he really delves into you know, the notion of vision and action steps to fulfilling vision. So After every chapter, he reviews things as well. But what I loved was talking about the keys to corporate destiny and having a clear vision. And it also kind of champions like the front of the book talks about the eagle as well. So, yeah, how do I stay organized? As I said before, I never used to be really organized, but now I am organized, thank God. Um, And I found a physical difference in terms of like my grades for one, but also in terms of like how I feel in myself going into a new week uh so yeah how do i how do i say organised? number one google calendar is your friend it's free set up a google account and it's really good i'll be doing a real soon on that anyway on how to use google calendar number two get a physical diary i have a physical diary from box cleaver via amazon um number two uh set goals as i said before i set goals on notion generically for 2000 you know for this year i've set my goals but i've also set goals for like the uh, uh, basically set a task list every day. But I've also done, um, you know, the, the, the tertiary thing I've done there is I have also I, I will also be making a mood board, digital mood board, twenty twenty two mood board, or sorry, not mood board, vision board like a twenty twenty two vision board summarising everything I want to achieve. Yeah, task lists are really are, are your friend as well. Reading it, you know, um, uh, reading empowering books recommend this book on the principles and power of vision keys to achieving corporate personal and corporate destiny by dr miles monroe i obviously you know champion the word of god i read the king james version of the bible that's really my source of vision empowerment Uh, anything really that helps you be you know see the vision i also was reading becoming obama should obama so let's now finish off by talking about the four p's so the four P stands for planning prevents poor performance. What it basically means is that when you don't set goals, when you don't have a coherent plan, when you don't basically you know set you know set aside time to do certain things, the outcome is poor. The quality isn't great, and it isn't basically where you, you know, it's not the best that you could do. So what what is talking about here is this is something that my dad always used to tell me about. Now there are the four P's of marketing, uh, you know, for the product, price, you know, the place, etc. But I'm talking about the four P's. In terms of the planning prevents poor performance this is the adage right this adage is um you know is used in project planning and what we're talking about here is the fact that without you know i was reading a really interesting article from minima from um, mimi van der haven talking about with, with proper planning you minimize costly mistakes and avoid panic when temporary dis- disasters strike now this is really important because you can't obviously control the bad stuff that happens to you you know bad things happen to, to good people but also that's just life right what you can do is create a coherent plan and with proper planning you basically are preventing the likelihood of things going wrong in a sense that you have a backup plan, always have a contingency plan. So that's basically a summary of the four Ps. Now, briefly, if you like, if you've enjoyed this episode, you know, do follow me at Faith Be Insights, drop me a line, drop me a message, leave a review on your uh, chosen podcast platform of choice. I appreciate your reviews as well. Spotify's actually re- released a new a new uh, a new system whereby you can rate podcast show uh, out of five. So please do rate it there. Uh Feel free to follow me at Faith Brunell. That's about like that's my personal Instagram, uh, where I basically give you t- tips about being a student. I'm obviously a politics student as well, so those tips will be from there. Uh, feel free to visit my website at www.faithbrunellinsights.com. At 500 followers on Faith the Insights, there'll be a giveaway. So stay tuned for that. I've got also awesome merch on Amazon. Just type in Faith Brunel's Insights and feel free to browse through the notebooks that I've got on offer there. Yeah, let me talk a little bit about this. Then, so there are a few things I just want to say to everybody. So in terms of basically having a vision and setting goals, there are a few things I recommend that, that I would buy personally that I have bought. So number one is a diary. So I would um, recommend either Box Cleaver or Lalonio Products. Lelonio Products is basically a business that does, you know, you know, positive resources. They also sell some books on Amazon. They have notebooks and they have diaries and they have journals So, you check them out as well. Also check out Box Cleaver. And then in terms of of a book about vision, find a book from you, like a role model. You can buy their book or you can read it digitally, uh, which is cheaper. You can also buy a book. You can also get a book from Dr. Miles Monroe. Uh, These are advertisements, by the way. I'm just giving out tips and things that I uh, would would buy. Uh, But you can even if you don't want to buy anything, you can just go online and type with some like inspirational quotes. Uh, or you can read some digital books as well. You can get like a free trial, uh, I think of, the, of Kindle for 30 days. You can read that in those 30 days. But that's literally a summary of that. So do stay tuned, everybody. Have a great day. Remember, it's not an event, it's a journey. Remember to stay safe. And here's to, to the relevant uh, guidelines as well. And uh, feel free to get in touch with me at any point as well. I'll be updating more, you know, I'll be I'll be doing more updates about me, what I'm doing, uh, and stuff like that as well in the next coming months and weeks and days and hours. <laughs> and I'll be interviewing. I'm actually um i got. An, I'll have a special announcement in my February episode titled "A uh, February Update with Faith now So that's coming up very soon. So do stay tuned for that, and I've got some really fun stuff doing as well. That's going to be uh, talked about in that episode. I'll be I'll be explicating a number of fun stuff there. So that's me. Bye bye everybody. <laughs> Hi everyone, it's me Faith. That was a brief um, you know, introduction to the new series, to the new kind of topic, uh, talking about the importance of organisation and time management. I hope you're all doing well. So, so as I mentioned in the episode, for more information, do follow me at Faith Beat Insights or at Faith Brunel on Instagram. Do feel free to visit my website at www.faithbrunelinsights.com. Once again, if you've enjoyed the episode, do drop me a follow on Instagram. Do write um, a review. I appreciate all of your feedback and all of your comments and all your support so thank you once again once again also welcome to all my new followers as part of the faith brunell the insights community i value and i appreciate you all stay safe and uh, do stay tuned for my february update which will be featuring a a nice announcement kind of just to kick off the month have a great day stay safe and remember it's not an event it's a journey bye-bye everybody all that's left for me to say is this is your host faith brunell signing off bye-bye